if I had thought about it, we could have I could have come up with a really crappy James Bond song <laughs> for our intro. But <laughs> fool me once, fool me twice, something something. I'm Billy Eilish. There you go, Holden. Did that work? <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. And I'm joined by the very talented uh, Billy Pirate Baird Eilish O'Connell. Oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> her middle name is uh. Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Pirate Baird Eilish O'Connell. Pirate Baird. That's funny. Um, so, does she have a longer name or does Albus something something Dumbledore? I think Will, William I, Bryan. Dumbledore. I think he does just because each of his names is like 10 characters long. <laughs> it's like Aurelius. No, Aurelius is his brother. Or maybe it isn't his. I don't remember. Aberforth? Aberforth is there. Or wait, yeah. is that his brother? I don't know. <laughs> Aberforth is his brother. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, but we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of No Time to Die, the final final Daniel Craig James Bond film. That one movie podcast. Tomp. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. I suppose, Holden. The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Holden. All right. So first up, we have the new Game of Thrones prequel series, The House of Dragons, I think. Yeah. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. I wrote House of Dragons in here, but... Uh, House of the Dragon uh, has a new trailer out. Um, it's kind of a little sneak peek. Supposedly, it's premiering 2022. I keep forgetting this is happening. I actually, I, I thought it was farther out than this. And so when this like suddenly dropped, I was like, oh, yeah, it's coming out next year. Uh, what do you think of it, Jimmy? I think it looks good. I mean, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, the production value, I believe, that is just as expensive as season eight of okay. Game of Thrones uh, or around that same budget level from season one. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I just keep up with, like, I follow people who, who know Game of Thrones. I personally don't know, like, the actual books and the lore mm-hmm. and all that, but this is a story that is already fully developed by George R. R. Martin existing in the game of thrones or i should say the song a song of ice and fire universe yeah so it has a beginning middle end that has already been predetermined unless they want to kind of add things in or adjust things for television so if you're worried about that 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 probably won't be an issue with this and apparently the story is very good and very you know game of thrones-esque so i'm excited for this so i'm gonna give it doesn't one of the books uh follow this story no i think it's a separate book that exists in the universe but it's not in the uh, song of ice and fire saga if you will 
Uh, Thomas two thumbs up broke off from me, Holden, because uh, it's a it's got dragons, it's got the Targaryens. They're all bleaching their hair blonde. Yeah. Holden's <laughs> gonna bleach his hair blonde. Got Grow Matt Smith out. in it apparently, which I didn't know. He's he's hanging out there. <laughs> you didn't know? That's like the one person I knew who was in this. Oh, I well <laughs> maybe I had just forgotten. I'm like, man, he's popping up in everything these days. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just saying, when this show comes out, Thrones is back, baby. Yeah, everybody's gonna forget about season eight. They're gonna be back. It's gonna be great. It probably won't reach the heights of Game of Thrones because that was just like maybe unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is. It's gonna be good, and people are gonna remember. Oh yeah, that's right. Game of Thrones is really good. I, I saw it was, awesome it was. It's being scored by the same guy whose name I can never pronounce correctly. Raymond Jawadi. Yeah, there we go. That's how I say it. I don't know <laughs> if that's right. <laughs> So that's cool. But yeah, it looks uh, looks promising. I'm excited. I'll just give it a, a one Thomas, one thumb up, thumb up Brokaw. But. A, Tom, a Tom Brokaw who only has one thumb. Yep, exactly. Uh, then the second thing, uh, second trailer is the new Resident Evil movie, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, which... Uh, why did I think this was going to be on Netflix, Holden? Is there a, a, some sort of Netflix show? Oh uh, yeah, there is a ne- there's a Netflix show came out earlier this year that was bad. That was right? bad. Yeah, I did not. Why did I not know this movie was coming out? Or did I just assume it was also that? show? You might have thought it was the same thing because we've talked about this before multiple times. I know. I was like, this sounds familiar, but well, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, it's so this movie is it's being uh it's basically like the story of resident evil 2 but i think it's also incorporating the first one because i think there were images released of the mansion where the first one takes place so i think it's going to be kind of those two combined those two stories kind of take place around the same time anyway so that works um but it's it looks like to be a more faithful adaptation of the resident evil video games in movie form you've got the characters from the games uh, Leon, Claire, Chris, a bunch of them. Um, got some enemies. See, like the the liquor at the end of the trailer. Zombies. Um, it kind of looks bad. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like some some of the things, having just played Resident Evil Two, are literally torn right out of the video game. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. I just don't understand why. Like, you have the video games. If you're just going to make the video game into a movie, why? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, like, yeah, I agree. Some of the stuff looks pretty cool. Um, some of it just looks like like a cosplay, like a short film, like some fans would make on YouTube. It or does something. look like a fan film. Uh, the CGI doesn't look great. No. That could, which is weird because it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, so I'm guessing the budget wasn't super high for it. It just doesn't... I don't know. I'm in Bergeron, I guess. I, I, do we have anything else really coming out that week that we need to absolutely go see? Or I don't know. Um, is this a movie we'll even review? I, I wasn't sure. I guess we can kind of see how like reception is as it gets closer. Because I, I think we're pretty booked up. It might come out the same week as like Red Notice or something. I, I'm looking up the... Uh, the schedule right now so let's see november 24th i believe was what it was which is that thanksgiving we got uh yeah we got encanto and house of gucci that weekend so i'm gonna say we're probably gonna skip over this and also the the humans as a limited release so yeah i'll probably see it and tell tell you guys what i think but 
I will probably skip it. Uh, it looks okay. I'll give it a, a Bergeron. We'll see. I The director is like the person who did the 47 meters down movies, which are apparently not very good. So we'll see. Yep. Welcome to Reckon City. We got fun and games. <laughs> Uh, and then as far as actual news uh, the first thing is Christopher Nolan's next movie Um, more stuff about that Robert Oppenheimer film you got a bombshell for this story Hellman Uh, it's going to be titled Oppenheimer (laughs) big surprise (laughs) Uh, it's going to be released uh, July 21st 2023 with production beginning earlier next year Uh, and it's going to be starring Killian Murphy in the title role that's intriguing yeah also, not surprising, I guess. No. <laughs> Got a frequent uh, Christopher Nolan collaborator there, so. Uh, I think it's just going to be very moody. Well, I think the first half is going to be very intense. Like, oh, crap, the Nazis are trying to make an atomic bomb. We yeah. got to make a bomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're just really focused on trying to do that. As someone who doesn't really know the history of it, I'm just going out on a limb here. And then I'm guessing they use the bomb second act. That's and where then, or maybe end of the first act will come in. He's actually gonna just blow up a Japanese yeah. city. <laughs> it has to look real. You can't fake that. Um. So and then I think it's gonna be the weight of this and the aftermath and the physical toll and Oppenheimer kind of being like, oh, just because I could do it doesn't mean I shouldn't. Yeah, I should have done it. Uh, I think that's where it's going. Um. Kind of with some themes that Chernobyl had. <laughs> Show Chernobyl. Yeah. I just don't know. I, don't, like, I think it'll, it could be a good movie. I just... It's not like a Chris Nolan movie, though. Yeah. It's, it's weird because he doesn't make biopics. So, I don't know. We're director casting him, <laughs> typecasting him into mind-bending thrillers associated with time. See, I'm more interested in those. Like, biopics are fine. And it's, I mean, and they can be really good ones, but it's just not something I'm particularly interested in seeing him tackle. But Maybe he's just like, God damn it, I need to get the Oscar. <laughs> this will win me an Oscar. Has he not won an Oscar? No. Okay. He's only been nominated once, I think. I, I think it's like... For I, Dunkirk. I saw... Or, when we saw No Time to Die, it played the House of Gucci trailer, and I had forgotten that Ridley Scott doesn't have an Oscar either. I was like, geez. But Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait is that true? I mean, he won well, he Gladiator won like, Best Picture. His movies picture. have won, because like, Gladiator won Best Picture, but that goes yeah, to the producers. He, so. he's not, he wasn't a producer on Gladiator? I don't think so, because it said Academy Award nominee when his name came up, so I assume he hasn't won one. Wow, that is so dumb. If you win Best Picture, why would the director not get an Academy Award? <laughs> like what? Sorry that you did most of the work. Um, you didn't put the money towards it. Yeah, um, that's interesting. That uh, well, okay. All right. Anyway, then. that was a tangent. Uh, I'm giving Christopher Nolan's next movie a. Uh, Bergeron. Let's go Bergeron. <laughs> a bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm going Bergeron too, and I did tell this to Holden, but I did find out this week that Chris Nolan 
loves the movie Talladega Nights. <laughs> and she's like, I don't understand why people think I, I don't like comedies. They're always so surprised to hear that. But what, I'm a really big of MacGyver. Uh, or what, uh, MacGruber. What's the guy's name? MacGyver? MacGruber? MacGyver? MacGyver, yeah. He's like, I'm a big MacGyver guy. and uh, But I have if I have to pick a favorite comedy, it would have to be Talladega Nights. <laughs> I just think that film's fantastic and so, so much fun. And I'm like, wow. He uh, did not he also think said that would ever come out. Apparently, from the stuff he's been shown, he really likes the new Batman movie. So, alrighty, good for that, I guess. Yeah. Um, what are you giving it? What are you giving Christopher Nolan's next? Bergeron, movie? Holden, don't you listen? No, I don't. No, um, you don't. News about Wandavision. So apparently, Agatha Harkness is getting her own Disney Plus spinoff show. Still in the early works. Um, so there's not much known about it, aside from the fact that the WandaVision showrunner, uh, Jack Schaefer, is going to be returning as lead writer and executive producer on the show. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give that one a bombadil. Yeah, I mean, Agatha Harkness was like, I, I like the performance, but I don't know. Like, what would this be? <laughs> I guess it would be her. I'm stuck in here, but I'm probably going to break out. And get up to shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, if it was just like if it was like a, a f- like literally just a sitcom with her, that might be funny because the actress is like a, a comedic actress, but it's probably not going to be that. Yeah, I I just this when I don't think this is very interesting, so I'm going Bombadil. Yeah, I'll go Bergeron. Uh, Denis Villeneuve this week said that he really wants to make a James Bond film because apparently it's very near and dear to his heart. Uh, I'll read the quote that he said. I would deeply love one day to make a James Bond movie. It's a character that I've been with since my childhood. I have massive affection for Bond. It would be a big challenge to try and reboot it after what Daniel did. What Daniel Craig brought to Bond was so unique and strong and honestly unmatchable. He's the ultimate James Bond. I don't know if such a thing would happen, but it would be a privilege. That would be pure cinematic joy. Well, if there's one guy to do it, um, I think Villeneuve is the obvious candidate. Yeah. to take a stab at it and he's kind of like oh something long ago that a lot of people are afraid to touch or are afraid of ruining i can handle that yeah whether bring it's a new spin to it blade runner dune yeah because i'm um, i am kind of wondering since like every single james bond like kind of has its own feel each each performer i wonder like what the like what are they going to do with the next one because i feel like this one we're still we're not in a different era of films or anything like where a new tone would be appropriate. I feel like they'll just try to do a Daniel Craig thing again. Yeah. I, I mean, I see that and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know who you'd get to play bond at this point. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Kevin Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Hardy has been like, hinting that he might be talking about it talking to people about it yeah but he's already old too. yeah like, he's like tom hardy's he's... not young is <laughs> he has to be around 40 right he like plays a young person in venom but he's i think he, he's close to 50 he might actually be 50 he's 44 oh okay 44. okay i'm like how old is daniel craig i just bumped the microphone sorry about that <laughs> daniel craig age so daniel craig currently is 53 what (laughs) and people like daniel craig's kind of old when he started and he was 38 yeah i mean if you're gonna do a one-off bond 
Yeah, sure. That might be fine. Get Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom, Tom Holland. Shake a not stirred, please. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Stark. Yeah, I mean, Denis Villeneuve, I'd be super interested to see what he brings to James Bond. I mean, hopefully he's going to be hard at work for the second Dune movie for a while. Yeah, well, um, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen at this point. Yeah. I, I I believe that Dune is even playing, when it says Dune, it says part one in the actual movie. So really? I believe that is, yeah, I believe that's happening. Okay. Um, So Daniel Craig's 5'10". Interesting. Oh yeah, I, I I think I remember he's like relatively short. I guess he's an average male height. Five tenths, like average. Five nine is average, and I'm five nine and a half. Oh, okay. Objectively tall, Holden. Okay. <laughs> Brokaw, Denis Villeneuve, work on that. Yes, do that. Side tangents. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise is no longer going to be filming the first movie in space, but that's only because Russia, Russia just beat him to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, about I was worried for a race. second. <laughs> um, yeah, so Russia apparently sent a film crew up for a future film called The Challenge, uh, and it's shooting. I, they did this over the last week, but it's going to be shooting over the course of twelve days at the International Space Station. So, I think Tom Cruise still wants to do a space movie, but he's not going to be breaking that record anymore. But are they doing space stunts? I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> it's probably that's probably like some in the ISS. Yeah, drama. Yeah, whatever. Come on, cosmonauts. I just think it's funny that Russia that Russia beat him to it of all people. <laughs> Russia, the person, the person. Um. Yeah. Well, I'll give that a Bergeron. Uh, well, hopefully they made a cool space movie, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. Like, I mean, I don't hear a ton about Russian movies, but considering this is like the first movie in space, I bet it'll be a big deal. Um, William Shatner's going to space, I guess. So is he? he's like 90. That doesn't <laughs> seem like a good idea. He's just gonna say like, he's gonna it's just the G forces. His skin is just gonna sag into the seat. <laughs> it's never gonna recover. He's gonna look more like a melted ice cream cone than Tommy Lee Jones. But good for him being like 90 years old and going into space. Yeah, I guess. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, that'll be very normal in the year like 5,080. <laughs> but today, he's literally 90. I'm not even exaggerating. He's 90 and a half. Jeez. He looks great for 90. Just throwing it out there. All right, we're on the side tangent of how much you love William Shatner. We get it, Jimmy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am going to space finally uh Real next this up time the, next up he's canadian <laughs> i feel like every other week we have news of a new jake gyllenhaal movie that then I've, I've never heard anything about since um but here's another one <laughs> uh he's going to be starring in a film adaptation of the comic a prophet uh it is it's a comic by rob liefeld who created deadpool um, but he, it, this movie is going to be directed by Sam Hargrave, who made Extraction for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the premise of the comic is that it's a guy named John Prophet, 
<laughs> and he starts off as a homeless man who volunteers to participate in, a, in medical experiments by an evil time-traveling doctor, which gives him superhuman strength. Eventually, Prophet's programming is changed to good, and he's put in stasis in order to be able to fight evil di- disciples in the future. <laughs> evil disciples. That's what it I'm says. a disciple of evil. Um, um, the, the premi- Hi, I'm John John Prophet, owner of a nonprofit. Yeah, <laughs> John Prophet's nonprofit. Um, the, the actual premise of the movie is a little bit different here. It says, uh, Prophet volunteers for a Nazi experiment near the end of World War II, but is buried in a bombing, only to awaken 20 years later in the year 1965, where things get worse. The world has moved on without him. His daughter resents him, and KGB agents are after him to create super soldiers from his blood. Wait, so is he a Nazi? I don't know. That's what I, it sounds like it. So why are we rooting for this character? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Bergeron. Yeah, Bergeron. It sounds kind of funny. If it's got cool stunts like Extraction, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. And we like Jake Gyllenhaal in this in this podcast. We do. We we're we're Jake Gyllenhaal uh, appreciators. Even though I've I have not seen his Netflix movie yet that we talked about the trailer for. Did it come out? Yeah, it came out. Oh, we should watch that. Um, my final piece of news, though, is that apparently James Gunn is developing another project for DC after Peacemaker is completed. Uh, it's not going to be unveiled at DC Fandom, though, as it's still in its early stages. And uh, due to that news, it's probably going to be coming after Guardians 3 since he's Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that's a long time from now. Yeah. Little, I mean, I did just see this about Prophet. Prophet uses a sword to fight, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Not enough get, sword superheroes. Swords some, are cool, man. Yeah, get some cool swords sword back. play in there. Everything's guns now. It doesn't have the same intimacy yeah. as hand-to-hand and sword I guess combat. Wonder Woman had a sword, but it wasn't that cool. She doesn't really use it. Yeah, no. She's more like, here's my lasso of truth. Yeah, exactly. What would you think of a new James Gunn DC movie? I would... Um, depends what it is, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you were to make another, like, Suicide Squad, I'd be interested in that with, like, just new characters, new D-tier DC characters. <laughs> but, uh, sure. So, I'll, I'll I'll give it a Bergeron. I'm, I guess I'm more neutral. I, it's, I guess it's better than James Gunn making no new movies <laughs> after Guardians. <laughs> it's true. I'll give it a Might Broca. be cool to see him... St- might be cool to see him some, do something different. That's true. Like an Oppenheimer biopic. <laughs> just what we all want. James Gunn writes it, and then it's just yeah. it's funny <laughs> when he drops the bomb. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Do you have anything else, Jimmy? I don't think so, Holden. I don't. I don't remember there being any big gaming news this week, unless I'm just blanking. I don't think there so. really was, no. Uh, the, I did see that Ghostbusters already has reviews coming out, and it's actually pretty, it's actually good, which is kind of, I was. I figured it was going to be like a mediocre movie, but apparently it's, it's got a, well, IGN gave it a nine. Did they? <laughs> yeah. It's a 69% on Metacritic, nice. That's pretty good. 86 on Rotten, Tomat- Rotten Tomatoes, so... Um, it's all right yeah. apparently cool. shall we talk about no time to die should we make time to die all right yeah i'm excited let's talk about no time to die 
also No Time to Die, uh, the newest James Bond film, the final, the fifth and final in Daniel Craig's run as the character. Um, it is two hours, 40 minutes long. I think it's the longest James Bond movie in history. Um, but it's quite long. Yeah. It's a, a kind of synopsis. It follows closely. It, it follows like it is a genuine sequel to Spectre, which I'm glad I did see Spectre before this, um, even though it, it wasn't good. <laughs> but I, I'm glad I did just so I understood what was happening. Um, but is there's another world-ending plot this by a guy this time played by Rami Malek. Um, James Bond has to has to stop him. Yep, that's that's about that's about right. And again, this is the last Daniel Craig movie. So, does it, in your opinion, Holden, achieve a, a good send off for Daniel Craig's James Bond? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it brings back a lot of elements from all of his movies. Really, um, it's not as I think one of my big problems with Spectre was it's it's it was very ham-fisted. It was like every other scene, it would just show pictures of like Mads Mikkelsen or like um, <laughs> Javier Bardem, uh, like their villainous characters. It would like ham. It was hammering in your head how like connected everything was. And I, if this is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, where I feel like I would have liked a little bit more of this feeling, more like a culmination of everything. But it still brings back elements and is very uh, respectful about everything. And it's very, I don't know, it's cool. It's a cool movie. Well, as someone who doesn't really remember any of the other movies, I thought it was still perfectly understandable and watchable mm-hmm. as as someone who saw Spectre once and never wanted to see it again. <laughs> um, I feel like, I don't feel like I was really missing out on that much by not like revisiting that before it happened yeah um i thought it was good i mean like in terms of the daniel craig the five movies i think it's definitely closer to skyfall and casino royale than it is to quantum of solace and specter certainly yeah i think it's in the it's in the top three not the bottom three even (laughs) well it is also the bottom three (laughs) if you put it in the middle but i think it if top three bottom two <laughs> instead of top two bottom three if you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that dichotomy it's like uh indiana jones one and three indiana jones two and four you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. um so yeah the every other rule hopefully it keeps going with indiana jones too um i like this movie quite a bit it's a long it's very long very i think long. that's my biggest gripe with it it's long i don't think Rami malik's character makes any sense no <laughs> it's that's, that's the most disappointing part is because he's a good actor and I mean we've had some great performances from the villains throughout this series I mean and I, I think his performance is fine yeah but it's just I would say his underwritten like we don't yeah, under, it's, understand anything <laughs> it's good he's just not in the movie like there's literally an opening sequence his character's there and then you don't see him for at least an hour yeah if not longer I, and he's hardly in the movie until even in the end, he's really not in it that much. Yeah, and I, I have like a, I, I kind of want to. That can be compared to Javier Bardem. Um, I think his name's Silva in Skyfall. Um, because that character also doesn't show up until like halfway through the movie. But I have, I've like devised a reasoning why that works, and this one doesn't. 
I don't remember Skyfall well enough. I'll talk um, about it in spoilers because I can't. I, I have to spoil this movie to talk about it. But, um, but uh, yeah. I mean, Billie Eilish's song is good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought this movie was really flew out of the gates. It's got a great opening sequence. It does. Yeah. Scene to build, kind of establish the thing. It's transitioned well into the next sequence, which also just flies and is exciting. And it's got these stunts. And there's a lot of great action in this movie. Oh, yeah. I think most of it is in the first half. I think the there is some good stuff at the end, too. Yeah. I think there is a lull in there. Um, but o- overall, I think the characters have good chemistry with each other. Yeah. I uh, They try to really develop the love story with James Bond and, and the, the same... Madeline. Uh, Madeline from the last movie, um, which... I don't remember ever really buying Inspector, so I don't. I think I probably bought it more in this movie than I did Spectre. Yeah, it, it's better it, in this movie. the The biggest, <laughs> I, this is going to Spectre. The biggest problem with that character is is she's like tied to the most forgettable villain in the series. Like she's the daughter of Mister White, who's the Spectre goon, and she's and he's the guy who, spoiler alert for Casino Royale, he kills James Bond's love in that movie but and he's like the bad guy of the last 20 minutes of casino royale because mads mickelson dies but <laughs> thank you for re-spoiling that movie i'd completely forgot about holden oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um i just i in terms of comparing it to the to skyfall and in casino royale i just don't re- i have only seen those movies once <laughs> so, uh, and Skyfall literally came out what ten years ago, almost nine years ago. So yeah, it wasn't. It, that's that's so weird. That was nine years ago, twenty twelve. But uh, yeah, so I don't. I I couldn't really compare them that well for you. But uh, I definitely think Daniel Craig has been an excellent James Bond. And oh yeah. I I I liked this one. I think I enjoyed it more than than you did. I think maybe just because my expectations were incredibly low. (laughs) They were raised when the reviews came out saying it was decent. And then I just enjoyed the movie. I think since it started so strongly, that helped a lot. Yeah, Um, I think think my expectations were raised by the the earlier reviews. Um, I was pretty excited for it. I still like it, um, but I didn't love it. And I'm I'm not sure if I have much more to complain aside from what you've said. Like I the the villain I don't like. Um, it is the third act is really bloated, and it's and and it's bloated. I, I think I would be able to forgive it more if I like cared about what was happening a lot. But like as, as we'll get into it more in spoilers, but. We don't understand Rami Malek's motivations at all, so we don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. We just know that they have to stop what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, we should mention the score. It just sounds like Hans Zimmer reused unused uh, Nolan Batman tracks. <laughs> so I just, in the middle of the movie, I just turned old, and I'm like, Hans Zimmer's just yep reusing his uh, Batman score here. Because <laughs> it, I mean, it does sound very similar I could it's great hear it, it fits it well it. i didn't notice it fits it, it well but <laughs> so i think it honestly did enhance the movie and it changes it enough that it is unique but there are points where it sounds yeah. incredibly similar <laughs> 
Like he's yeah. using the same chords. I mean, it, yeah, it's good. It's fitting. It's it's not anywhere near my my favorite Hans Zimmer score, nor my actually. I don't know what's a bad Hans Zimmer. No, Hans Zimmer did Amazing Spider-Man too. That's a bad score. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow. But um, what was I gonna say? I I definitely did not even realize that he scored this movie until the the opening title sequence. Which was cool. We need more opening title sequences in movies. Again. Yeah, not like the not like the Tobey Maguire's Sam Raimi Spider Man. Those are horribly long and uninteresting. <laughs> yeah, the the James Bond movies keep them pretty interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't say like this one is the most unique. Like it kind of just feels like another James Bond, you know, visually stunning intro. But it's still it looks good. Um, yeah, it's got some gun bullet DNA. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. That was kind of fun. Um, yeah, and I've I've voiced my my love for the Billie Eilish theme before, so I I think that's really great. Fool me once, fool me twice, something something paradise. Yeah, it's pretty. Good. Maybe she's saying pair of dice. Maybe because it's like, like Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, they play but, uh, cards in that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Shows how much we know about poker. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Anything else we want to say non-spoiler-wise before we give our ratings, Holden? Um, no. Uh, well, we can talk about the new 007. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Natasha Lynch, I think her name is. Um, she was the best friend in Captain Marvel and is the mom of the one character from WandaVision. That's the only thing I know about her. But um yeah, she was she's good. I enjoyed her. Yeah, I thought she had good banter with James Bond. Yeah. It, I thought it was not annoying. I thought they had good chemistry. Yeah. They it, 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 well off each other. It would have been annoying if they were just like the whole movie, like kind of just bickering. But it it grows as the movie goes, so it, it's cool. And she's I was afraid they were going to be like just competing with each other, mm-hmm. but it turned out to be more like, oh, we're doing the same thing. Let's just work together, yeah. kind of begrudgingly. <laughs> or I do my things my way, I do it my way. Well, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Then they just end up working together. It's kind of funny because the new 007, she. Like at first, I think she thinks that that's what Daniel, like James Bond, is gonna want to do is like compete for it. But he's just like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I care, but I don't. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Cool ratings. Cool gadgets. What? Oh yeah, we can we can say it is very James Bondy. We got. I think it had the a better balance inspector of the kind of gritty reboot bond with like the classic james bond gadgets yeah puns sort of thing there are a few just good puns in this movie which <laughs> yeah. i was not expecting going in yeah the writing is it's it's a pretty funny movie uh in general i i don't really remember i mean i guess you have like roger moore old james bond which are like kind of which are kind of comedies but like the other daniel craig movies aren't really that way um, but yeah, this strikes a, as you said, a very good balance between the, the silly James Bond and the serious. So, liked it. All right. What What are you giving it, Holden? Uh, I think I'll give it a seven and a half. Oh, so I'm surprised. I'm going eight. I thought you were going to go seven. I'm going eight. I thought it was a very good 
capstone of the uh, of James Bond. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, yeah, I, I think they can give it some time to breathe here. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they said they're not even going to start looking until like midway through next year or something. Yeah. yeah, those that broccoli family. Yeah, so they'll they'll take a long time <laughs> trying to weed out someone and then you know getting all production started. So well, it, it'll be a while before we see another one. Until who is going to be the next James Bond? Yeah, I don't know. Just need a. Do you think they'll go like really young this time or no? It could be. I mean, I guess that would lend a different, a different feel than what we've had before. I think people would hate it initially, but people also hated Daniel Craig when it was announced he was going to be James Bond. So people hate everything. <laughs> so people hated Heath um, Ledger as the Joker when that was announced. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's go into spoilers, Holden. Spoilers. Yeah, so spoilers for... I, I almost called it Spectre. No Time to Die. <laughs> don't, no don't time care about to die. Thank you, Billy Pirate Baird Eilish O'Connell. Thanks for, for your interjections. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah. it. You can, you can go back to... <laughs> winning Grammys or whatever you do. Uh, yeah, so I was going to compare this to Skyfall. And what I wanted to say is... what? Please, re-spoil this movie for me too, Olden. <laughs> uh, no, I won't I won't go too far into, into Skyfall. But okay. um, No Time to Die, it, it's like unfocused a little bit. It, it, like, it feels like the, the whole time that they're chasing after Spectre. Because for like the first half of this movie or so, they think like Spectre or Blofeld is behind everything that's happening. And then it turns out it's not. I think that whole time they could have just, you know, been chasing an unknown threat or something. Because that's what they did in Skyfall. Skyfall, they had no idea what was happening. But like you kind of start understanding what the villain is trying to accomplish through the, their investigation and stuff. Um, it never becomes unfocused from chasing this threat down. And then it's halfway through that you, you meet um, Javier Bardem's character, and then you learn more about him. But this movie, it's like half of it, you're trying to chase down Spectre, you're trying to chase, like, confront Blofeld, and then Rami Malek is just the bad guy. <laughs> so, And then we suddenly have to uh, jump into his motivations and try to understand him, which we never fully do. His family all got killed. Yeah, by Spectre. By, by Spectre. But so I understand him wanting to like, d- like destroy Spectre. That's fine. But why does he want to like kill a bunch of innocent people? <laughs> um, I can't remember. It, they, if they did explain the movie, they did not explain it well. No, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. They also <laughs> the whole <laughs> the whole plot line where James Bond has a kid. They. Sp- like he's like is that my kid and she's like no it's not your kid don't worry it's not your kid but then it just is his kid <laughs> so i'm like why didn't you just say it was like because as an audience member i was just confused then i'm like well whose kid is it and then i'm trying to think of it and i'm like i really don't see how it's anybody else's kid and then they're like it was your kid <laughs> i'm like well that was a waste of time i mean i was pretty <laughs> sure it was his kid even when she lied but i was just like why would she lie about that what does she have to gain about i mean all it causes is like dramatic tension for the audience but i feel like most of the audience could figure it out i'm like 
who else has blue eyes like that <laughs> are his eyes actually that blue i was just from the very beginning i was like wow his eyes are blue uh, yeah well you Daniel mentioned Craig. that after the movie and i i do think they could have possibly accentuated it just for that like detail with his kid i mean his eyes are quite blue but i think they accentuated it yeah wouldn't surprise me Oh, maybe they didn't. His eyes are very blue now that I look at this. <laughs> they probably did a little bit, but he's got beautiful eyes. This movie really uh, has an explosive start, literally. <laughs> I that whole that whole scene in I can't remember what town they're in was really cool. I well, I, the, the the very beginning is is Rami Malek's character. Yeah. There's that going, and I thought that was a pretty good tense scene. He looks a little ridiculous, like he's not. He really doesn't look that like deformed or whatever no. you want to say. And so the I'm mask like, is like pointless. They never explain the significance of that. Just to look cool, <laughs> but it kind of makes him just look silly. But no, I you're right. That scene, I love the whole like you can just see him like approaching the house in the background like just off in the distance throughout this like when before he actually gets there i think that's a great detail and it it makes it tense like who is this guy what's he gonna do um but yeah there's i thought it was just a good tense scene and then yeah it transitions very well into the whole sequence in italy which is which is great yeah, I the like the very first bit of action aside from the the explosion was like where when the car hit that like brick thing and just like went over Daniel Craig. <laughs> it, it was cutting it so close. I was like, "What the heck?" That stressed me out. I thought that was a really cool first stunt thing. Even though it was yeah. kind of not it was just subtle, but and then he jumps off the bridge. Yeah, saw that in the trailer pretty cool yeah very nice and he uses the little the motorcycle to launch over the the stairs also cool yeah a lot of that was stuff was in the trailer but it was it was great i'm glad it was early on in the movie because you could get that out of the way yeah luckily this movie doesn't spoil uh, the, the trailer doesn't spoil too many of the action scenes which is surprising because we've commented in the past about like how many how much footage of this movie we've seen we're like how much more can there possibly be but there's actually a lot turns out i i just liked how it was like you know you got your globe trotting adventure where you're mm-hmm. in jamaica and then you're in cuba and then you're in italy and you're in the, you know wherever this remote place in norway is and and then you're in some sort of island and you know it was all over the place and you're in london so i just liked the whole international aspect of it it really broke up the movie well into different chunks yeah and each one Um, stands out in some way so yeah it's it's great I, i i just enjoyed this one i thought the action was good sometimes i think james bond can just be a little bit too much like dull like just too dull Mm-hmm. I guess there are moments where it's just kind of like unnecessary talking, unnecessary British people mumbling to each other, uh, which I think this movie does have still. But like they trimmed a lot. They they made the the action parts more exciting, I feel like, in this movie. Yeah, they did. Which I appreciated. The shoot Because I've always been, I've always been Mission Impossible over James Bond. The, uh, the, but, sh- the shootout yeah. in, was that Spain? Or that... 
Oh, the forest thing? That was really cool when they're in the fog. Oh, no, I was ta- I was uh, that is cool. I was talking about in the city with uh, Ana de Armas. Was that-, that was Cuba. That was Cuba. OK, that was very cool. I liked that whole sequence. I liked her character. She was kind of funny. Yeah. I And I like how they just like, you know, once they left, it was like, all right, that was fun. Yeah. She's like, yeah, <laughs> see you later. And they're like, OK. I like how they just left it at that. You didn't need more than that. No. It was just like that was quintessential James Bond. He goes to a place, has some cool action sequence, develops a, like a relationship with the character, and it's like, oh, well, I've got this connection for the future. I, uh, yeah, and then that's also where like all of Spectre dies, which I, in my mind, I'm like, why is, how could literally all, everyone in this organization be in this place? Like it's everybody every- RSVP. <laughs> Everyone except for Blofeld is is. At it was that an party. eye, an eye popping experience. <laughs> That's right. His mind was blown. Yeah, mind we can, uh, we can talk right. about the the puns. Very good. I I, I mentioned got a you, feeling in my gut. Yeah, that I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> That's the best one. Is after Felix gets shot. I've got a feeling in my gut. He is not with. He's like, or I had a feeling in my gut. He wasn't with. I don't remember. Something like that. I liked the eye popping one because not everybody caught the eye popping one in our theater, at least. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's good, and that was like earlier on before you realized they were making a lot of puns. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, and then when he's like, it was a mind blowing experience for him. I was like, eh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're, everybody, and the whole theater was like, oh, all right, <laughs> but it was fun. It's like it's his last go around. Give him a break. I uh, I didn't realize, and anyone listening who's like watched a lot of James Bond movies would probably know this, but apparently Felix is like a character from like all the older ones. He's he's just always the CIA contact that James Bond has. Because I watched Goldfinger this week too, and he was in that, not played by Jeffrey Wright, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's interesting that Jeffrey Wright was already in this franchise in Casino Royale before he was really broke out as a as star in Hollywood. Yeah, no, he's, and I always love seeing him pop up and things. Yeah, he's, he's great. Excited to he see in, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I think his real first big role was what, Hunger Games? Yeah, that's right. I forgot he's in that. He was in, I think he, he played... <laughs> I don't know why I remember this. You remember Shaft? I have not seen Shaft. Well, okay, but I know what the, you're talking about. There was the one in the early 2000s with Samuel L. Jackson starring in it, and I think he's the villain in that. And apparently, okay. he's like really funny as the villain. But that's the oldest thing I've, I've heard that he's in. I don't really know. But yeah, maybe that would be his like first big one. I think I just remember him personally remembering him the first thing i saw was that catching fire yeah yeah that'd probably be about me too because i hadn't seen casino royale up to that point probably yeah good actor but yes yes he's gonna be in the french dispatch too so oh nice everyone's in that who isn't in that movie (laughs) i'm not oh that's true i guess i'm not either that's fair good point yep uh what else do we want to talk about james bond dies he yeah, gets he dies. blown up there we go jimmy i didn't say the biggest spoiler in the movie right away <laughs> i was like yeah 50 50 going in i was pretty surprised they actually killed him honestly yeah yeah i kind of am too because i like 
This makes it seem more definitive in my book that it's not always the same character. Because, like, that wouldn't make sense now. I don't know. I feel like they would have tried to keep it more ambiguous, that fact. But, yeah. Yeah, I like the idea that it's just a separate iteration of the character. Can't wait for the James Bond multiverse to open up. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for them to have a movie where they bring Sean Connery back from the dead using CG. Ditch. It's the, my daily question. Is Sean Connery dead? Did he die? Yeah, he died last year. Okay. He died yeah, like October he did. or something. On Halloween. Oh, okay. Spooky. Yes, he is dead. So I always I have to check about once a year. <laughs> Just to make sure. Even though he died last year. <laughs> yes. So this is the first time. Once this time this year. That's Sir Sean Connery to you, by the way. Yeah, my apologies. Um there's that there's the really cool action scene in the at the end of the movie in the in the stairwell. That's like it's cut to yeah, make it that was like great. A, a single take. It's obviously not. There's like some explosions that kind of cut it up, but it's still pretty impressive. Yeah. Quite enjoyed it. I mean, that's pretty sure that's the director's, you know, true detective showing through. Because <laughs> he was the dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He directed yeah, yeah, the yeah. first season of True Detective. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty well directed, honestly. So. Mm-hmm. Visually, I, I yeah, it's a, it. it's a pretty movie. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is to say about it. It's it is it's just solid. I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what else is there to say about it, Jimmy. I think uh, I'm about there uh, as well. Interestingly enough, it has like the same. Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes score as the uh, as Ghostbusters Afterlife. Does it really? So huh. yeah, well, Ghostbusters I think was eighty three and sixty nine and or something like that, and uh, No Time to Die is eighty four and sixty nine. So oh, nice. I did okay. I did want to mention I, I talked about this after the the movie, but the I didn't I I thought the whole plot point of M having worked on the like the weird MacGuffin weapon thing was kind of like unnecessary. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, if, if they wanted to keep it, I would have liked more of James Bond being more wary of M or whatever. Um, but it was just, I kinda, think it just made it like, Hey, I'm doing my best and I made mistakes. So. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I guess good for him that he could admit his mistakes, but it just wasn't as interesting to me. There was uh, one of the scenes where they're talking. There's just like a bunch of the old M, like portraits of the old M's on the wall. There's like Judy Dench. Mm-hmm. And there was the only reason I noticed that it was multiple is because it had the one from Goldfinger, which I had just seen was there too. Um, so that's cool. Lots of callbacks in this movie. Got some good Aston Martin action for you Aston Martin fans. Yep. Um, but uh, I think that's all I got, Holden. Yeah. I think, think we ran out of time to die. Yeah, I think that's about it, it for me, too. What time is it? Time to die. Time to die. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> also, Rami Malik just gets shot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
That was like good riddance. <laughs> I mean, I liked his performance. So I'm like, I, I don't really care what's happening here. He's just like, now that you can't see your family anymore. Blah, blah. Oh, we're just two men, two sides of the same coin. And just, he's just, boom. He's like, I'm not dealing with this crap right now. <laughs> Yeah, those uh, um, James Bond always has those antagonists, or at least the Daniel Craig ones have, where it's always like we're the same, you and I. But this movie, it really just felt like he, he, Daniel Craig was not buying into any of it. He's like, no, we're not. <laughs> He's like, who are you? I don't care. Blam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what we got. Holden, anything else, or shall we move on? Uh, oh, um, Christoph Waltz just kind of dies. Yeah, he was great in his one scene, though. Yeah. Probably better than all of the Spectre stuff, because I don't remember his character being interesting at all in that movie. Yeah, he wasn't. I, yeah, I mean, especially in retrospect, that you know that, like, Blofeld is just not playing Bond at all. He's just like, I, I genuinely don't know what's happening. <laughs> but Bond's like, you're playing me. Alrighty. And that one, uh, the the Russian scientist guy who just takes out all of Spectre. What? <laughs> just like, oops, I dropped the chip and I switched out the flash drives and all of Spectre's There dead. were so many dropped flash drives in this movie. I was having a hard time keeping track of what was what. Swallowed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think they should have had the scene where he pooped it out. Yeah, that would have been good. That got that's a, left that's on a the cutting room scene. floor. Um, but yeah, Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, as I said um, previously, I did watch two James Bond films this week, Spectre and Goldfinger. Um, I watched Spectre, obviously, to prepare for this. Spectre was not good, as you told me. (laughs) Don't know what I expected. Um... Goldfinger, I, I mostly just watched because I was looking for a movie to watch. I was like, eh, you know, it's the it's the most famous James Bond film. I'll check it out. And it's it's just like really dated. <laughs> like it was fine. I mean it was it's got a lot of the tropes that are parodied nowadays. It was fairly entertaining. Uh James Bond is just like very sexist, <laughs> like <laughs> outwardly sexist in the movie. Um and I, I thought it was funny that the villain, Goldfinger, one of the things he wants to do to break into Fort Knox is spray the atmosphere with this, like, sleeping gas he calls Delta 9, which I'm pretty sure is just another name for weed. Like, it's just Delta 9 is what weed is. I don't know if that if they knew that at the time or if it's just a coincidence. But, um, but yeah, um, in addition to that, I... Uh, watched all oh yeah I watched all of Midnight Mass um, I binged it with my roommate it was very good I liked it a lot it has some turns in it that I was definitely not expecting in terms of pacing it's very interesting for a horror, horror show especially in regards to Mike Flanagan's other stuff because you kind of figure out what's happening like only a few episodes in and I was like wow we already know all this stuff like where's it gonna go and then it gets very interesting and obviously i won't spoil anything kind of like a knives out in for the murder mystery 
yeah, genre. Yeah, kind like of. Like how you kind of get the the, the, the mystery is kind of revealed, but then there's something more to it. Or yeah, that's a good way of putting extra it. Extra story to yeah. be fleshed out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you like horror, you like uh, like The Haunting of Hill House and those series, you'll like this. Great acting, great direction. Very cool series. Um, I wa- Oh, I watched The Fugitive starring Harrison Ford. I was going to say, is that a Tom Clancy thing? No, that's... Uh, it's not Tom Clancy. It's, or, uh, it's not Jack Ryan? No. It's just a completely unrelated Harrison Ford action movie. Yeah, it's actually... It's based on a, like a 1960s TV show. Because like the 90s was when they would do that all the time with like Mission Impossible and stuff. But... This one was really good. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones won an Oscar for his his role in this. He's kind of like... <laughs> I like how it's the two grumpiest old men yeah. in the same movie. <laughs> the whole premise is like uh, um, Harrison Ford is like... Uh, he's a doctor who gets That's... framed for his wife's murder, but he... Uh, didn't. I didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, I wish I would have, but I didn't do it. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones is like the... Uh, U.S. Marshal that's chasing him down um, but it's kind of funny because Tommy Lee Jones won an Oscar but it's just kind of him doing his Tommy Lee Jones thing like he, I mean he's very good at it but I think this is one of the first movies where he was like a gruff like sheriff and so people are like oh yeah this is really good and that's just like what he's done since <laughs> so I mean very good and Harrison Ford's pretty good. I mean, he's not like it's kind of different for him because he's not like smarmy or grumpy. He's he's kind of just freaked out. He doesn't know what's happening. Um, but it has a uh, very famous train crash sequence in it where like they literally got a train to like derail and crash. They had to do it in one take. It's a very very cool sequence. But on it's a great movie, honestly. Very cool. Very fun. 90s. What did you watch it on? Um, either Hulu or Amazon. I can't remember. I think it was Hulu. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had been I wanting know to my, watch it for a while. But. My dad really likes Patriot Games, which is Tom Clancy. Yeah. Harrison Ford. But I haven't I haven't seen that one either. Um, And then the other movie I watched is I watched the first part. I watched that new DC Batman the Long Halloween adaptation. The first part of it i haven't watched both parts yet but they just got added to hbo max and it, yeah it's good it's basically just a you know animated version of the story and i really like the uh, original comics so that's good um and then in terms of games i finished last guardian which was really good i that game just got better as the, as it went on as i mentioned last week but towards the end i was like yeah i actually like this game quite a bit um a satisfying ending um just yeah good game goes along with what i've said before about it um i also played journey oh sure Um, i haven't played it yet yeah i i didn't realize it's only like two hours long it's a very very short game um but it was more like a short walk yeah (laughs) around the block It's a lot of fun. I I didn't realize because like part of the thing is that you only have like a jump button and like a button that you can use to communicate with other people, like a little sound making button. Very simple controls, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variety in its short runtime. There's even some like kind of 
nerve-wracking parts. There's like a weird stealth section that I didn't think would fit in this kind of game because it's not really combat-focused, but kind of works. Hmm. Uh, very cool game, and the ending is it's fun. I mean, story's very metaphorical, but it's a it's a cool game. Um, and oh yeah, and then of course I I bought Metroid Dread, bought it day one on Friday, and I have been playing it since. I play I played it probably like a solid five or six hours yesterday. I played it a lot yesterday, um, but it is very good. Um, I was very hyped for it. I love Metroidvania games. I just think it's really fun to, you know, you go through an area, you get an upgrade, and then you're like, oh, I have an upgrade. Now I can use that to go back and get other upgrades and stuff. It's a very satisfying gameplay loop, and this game is very cinematic. It's got a interesting story that is supposedly the conclusion to the, like, 2D, two-dimensional Metroid games um, from, like, the late, from the 90s and early 2000s. Um, haven't gotten to the end yet, so I don't know how well story-wise it wraps everything up, but it's pretty fun. like it a lot. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me, though, Jimmy. What about you? What are you up to? Uh, Game-wise, I have been playing God of War 2. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about a third of the way through that, a fourth of the way through that. Pretty similar to the first one, just more <laughs> of the same. Uh, I would say there's some extra refinements. Some of the stuff on the side is just extra sweet. Mm -hmm. Like there's different like kind of mini sequences where you're more like airborne and stuff or flying around. That's got some some cool set piece stuff. Um, But as of right now, it just kind of feels like more of the same, which is a good thing. Um, I didn't like absolutely love the first game, but I do enjoy playing it and and kind of mm-hmm. learning more about where Kratos was before the reboot. So I, the plan is still to play two and then three. I'll probably skip out on an Ascension. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm continuing to forge that path. Uh, in terms of shows, I jumped on the Squid Game bandwagon, Holden, uh, but I've only watched two episodes, so. I've actually I like the, I, I forgot yeah. to mention it. I have been watching that intermittently. I haven't like sat down and watched it, but my roommate has. And so I've been kind of watching re- various episodes. <laughs> as they How happen. does that work? What? How does that work? Like I I mean I I understand everything that's happening and like Kale I I'm not like super invested in it. I wasn't really interested in watching it. And so whatever I miss Kale will just catch me up on. But wow. <laughs> Oof. So I, uh, I I probably know like four or five episodes worth, so I won't spoil anything for you. Yeah, no, I'm only two episodes in. I really enjoy it. Um, it's, you know, a little quirky, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the first episode's quite strong. I actually think they did a really good job of it developing the characters, and I uh, will see where it goes. And, you know, it's kind of cool that like the number one Netflix show of all time is coming out of Korea. And yeah. I'm wondering what the percentages are of at least the United States audience of like how many of are watching it with like the the Korean and then the subtitles in English and how many are watching it with an English dub and that sort of stuff. Oh, that's a good point. I heard the English dub is not good. Everybody says the English dub is not good. Well, but I mean there's certain things where it's fine, but I heard for this it's not good. I don't know. I don't know. I just watched it the with Korean and the subtitles. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's what I've been doing holding uh yeah so you can take us home sweet 
Um, next week, we are going to be doing Halloween Kills. This is Halloween. This, this is, is Halloween. Halloween. Kills, 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 kills. <laughs> um, and then in a couple... Then we have like a chunk of movies. We're going to for well, sure... We c- is the last duel do we have reviews for that is that bad it's, confirmed it's okay yeah we could probably skip that one huh yeah probably um but we're gonna for sure in two weeks hit dune three weeks last night in soho um there's a wes anderson movie coming out in there i'd like to see at some point uh and i can't remember if that's it uh in and then the well the week after last night in soho is the eternals yeah yeah but i was talking about till end of october yeah i mean we get here's the uh, kind of the other things coming out in october next week yeah we you got halloween kills last duel dune french dispatch last night in soho uh, army of thieves <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> uh those are kind of the ones that we have on our radar uh, for October, although we could watch Paramo- Paranormal Activity next of kin on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't want. It. I don't want Paramount Plus to start. So <laughs> Paramount Plus is pretty decent, man. Do you have you hating on it? I've had it intermittently from times because they got good shows that I like to show in my class. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just, that's what we got. So keep keep taking us home okay are Uh, we there yet no we're not (laughs) if you want to leave us a request you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on itunes or you can leave a or send us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com or donate to our patreon excuse me just burped (laughs) (laughs) maintain the professionalism um and yeah i think that's it all right sweet holden we'll talk to you next week with halloween kills it's probably bad probably what what do the reviews say? Probably bad. It's like a f- like 45 on Metacritic, I think. Kills. Um, have you seen the trailer yet where they're like, we're playing hide and seek with the guy in the mask? No. Harrison. It looks so, it looks bad. <laughs> so, all right. We'll uh, talk about it next week. Adios, pantalones. Love you. <laughs>